0: Good morning, everybody. Thank you. September of '79, I um, I left to go into basic training in the regular uh, four courses. Um, I knew I needed to make a change in my life. Um, I was young. I was I was 20 at that point. Uh, and um, I thought the best thing at that point was to go back to something I was familiar with, which was the, the military, and um, signed up and uh, changed my life. Being a member of LGBTQ society, as we say now, 2SLGBTQ society, uh, back in the 70s, you had to keep it secret. We didn't have protection under the law. You could be harassed. We had people who were, um, who were harassed, who were beaten up, um, people with threat of loss of job. Yeah, yeah it was um, something you had to do. And I hated lying, um, but you had to change your pronouns about if you were dating anyone. Um, it was constantly keeping things undercover. And uh, I knew that going into the military, that it was the same if not stricter. And I had I didn't go in there to try to, to meet women, I went in there to get a career. And um, I didn't realize uh, it was a criminal offense within the military, and that's how you were treated. So when I was called into my major's office, the uh, first thing he said to me, he said, well, you have to go to the such and such barracks, you're going to be spoken to. He said, I'll tell you what it's about. He said, they want to go they're investigating homosexuality on the base, and he said, just tell them you can change. He said, you're up for accelerated promotion, and he said, you've got a great career ahead of you, and as I walked over, um, you know, I, I was thinking about everything that was going on. I'd already seen two of my friends going through the investigation. I saw the toll was taking on them, uh, and everybody, everybody was on edge on the base. Was called in. It was a man and a woman who were there, it was a corporal and a master corporal. And um very general questions at first. And um then they started getting very, very personal and um very sexual, uh, very sexual oriented questions, uh which I was extremely uncomfortable discussing with complete strangers. And um and I called the interrogation. I said, yeah, I'm not giving I not talking about this anymore, but I did ask them, um, are you trying to ask if I'm a lesbian? And they were quite taken aback by my frankness. And he said, well, yes, and I said, well, I am. And I said, I don't think there's a problem with that. And I said, my family knows, it's you know, it's a non-issue. Because their whole reasoning behind the purge, uh, both with the civil servants and with the military, uh, was that, that they were afraid that we would be blackmailed by a foreign power. And it's hard to blackmail people when their family and friends already know, and it's a non-issue. But as has been stated by many people uh, who were involved in the purge, the ones that they should have been going after that (laughs) could be blackmailed were a lot of the married men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When I was called in the second time, they asked me if I knew of any other lesbians and I said well of course I do and I remember they had a, a yellow legal pad and a pen and they pushed it towards me and I said no I said, you got me I'm not giving you anybody else's name it didn't even occur to me to ever do something like that like, as I said back then it was so horrific both in the military and on city street and people with an ounce of integrity you looked out for other people you you minded your own business and you didn't out anybody else. It was nobody else's business. Once word got out about the investigation, of course it's top secret, um, but everybody knew within two days. And I remember going in, because I was still living in the barracks at the time, and I remember going into the mess hall to have a meal. And um, this has never happened to me before or since, uh, but walking in and all conversation stops. You know, 100 people or so, at least in the mess hall and the hum of conversation just dropped. And then you, st- and you see the heads turning and you start to hear, Leslie Um the guy that we used to always sit and have our meals with, he got up and left the table when I sat down. Wow. And I started to be ignored by people. But I did have a small group of women who were my allies and you know, were letting me know, keeping me informed of what was being said. I remember being very angry and my younger sister, um, she remembers that as well. She said, you were so angry when you came back. She said for about a year. If it was mentioned, I was just angry. And I think that, it was the anger that fueled me. Um, I got a job with a uh, insurance company and it was a new office they were opening. And uh, the supervisor apparently took a dislike to me as she did to the next woman that she hired. And then the third one after that, but when I got fired without any warning, without any discussion, it sent me into a spiral of, um, of major depression. And I didn't know what that was until years later. Um, I was in physical pain. I ached. My body ached. I was sleeping 16 to 18 hours a day. Um, put on a ton of weight because I only got up to have something to eat. And I couldn't stay awake for more than an hour. And um, that's it, it hit me. Months and months later, didn't as I said, I didn't know what that was. I'd had and experienced it previously, um, and it didn't even occur to me that it had anything to do uh, with having been purged from the military because that had been months before. I thought, oh, I'm working past it. You know, you don't talk about it. Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm just working past it. But 2015, I was contacted by uh, a woman I'd served with, Diane Pitt. And asked me to get asked me if I was signed up for the class action lawsuit, and I and I said no, I you know I'm past that, I'm good. And she kept messaging me and said you know we need your voice. So I talked it over with my partner, and I reluctantly <laughs> agreed to get involved because I knew it was going to be messy because I hadn't dealt with any of this in almost forty years. Um, but anyway, I got involved, and then I was contacted to. Um, involved with the Rainbow Veterans and I never thought of myself as a veteran because i had been kicked out and I didn't get to accomplish what I knew I could have done given the opportunity and um, so I agreed to be on the board and one of the things that has also brought a lot of us together um, was a documentary that was done at that time called The Fruit Machine and uh, We've gotten together over the years for the screenings. It was made in, started in 2016, I believe they released it in 2018. Um, And a lot of us have gotten together in various cities across Canada for the screenings, for the Q and A's, and we have formed community. We have found other purge survivors. Um, There were some who hadn't met anybody in decades, didn't know that there was other purge survivors out there. And that's part of what the Rainbow Veterans does, is um, we're, you know, for education,